letter sixty nine of the history of lady barton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letter sixty nine from lady barton to lady hume the knowing that my fanny is happy is certainly a reason for my being less wretched than when i wrote last but then the cruel thought of interrupting her felicity must add to my distress and can it bear addition oh yes yes the torturing suspense which i now feel too surely informs me that there yet remains many arrows in the quiver of adversity which may still be pointed at my sad heart and yet not pierce it through o oh, fanny it is very difficult to die at least i find it so death sports with human misery and would rather increase than end them tis his delight to bid the wretch survive the fortunate the feeble wrap the athletic in his shroud and weeping parents build their children's tombs excuse this rhapsody i will try to collect myself and acquaint you with the particulars of my present distress the morning after i written you from elmgrove i ordered my carriage as i intended and at breakfast acquainted lady graswell with my design of setting out for southfield every argument that friendship or politeness could urge were used to prevail on me to stay with them for a few days longer but i continued firm to my purpose i told harriet that she might remain with lady Cresswell till she came to return my visit which both she and sir harry promised should be in ten days or a fortnight harriet declined my indulgence and entreated me with uncommon earnestness to take her with me i considered her refusal as the effect of her attention and complaisance with me till with a very solemn air she said to me when we were alone if you madame think it necessary to quit elm grove i am sure i ought to do so too i acquiesced in her opinion and desired her to get ready immediately lord lucan to my great satisfaction did not appear at breakfast when he was inquired for the servant said he had rode out very early in the morning i took my friend lady Cresswell aside and requested her not without some confusion to deliver my letter to his lordship as soon as he returned from riding almost at that instant a servant of sir william's galloped into the courtyard and presented the following billet to me to lady barton the infamy of your late conduct 
has for some time made me balance whether i should by the bearer command your immediate return to my house or forbid your ever entering it my respect for your family has so far turned the scale in your favour as to make me though unwilling condescend to receive you under my roof till they shall be acquainted with your villainous and either find you out a proper asylum or join in abandoning you with your highly injured husband w barton i have already told you that lady cresswell was with me when i received the shocking sentence amazement suspended all my powers while i read it my sight forsook me the paper dropped out of my hand and i fell almost senseless upon a couch when i recovered my speech i bid her read it and tell me what it meant she quickly saw through the detested villainy and at once exclaimed your husband is abused that wicked colonel walter has deceived him my aunt unhappy and infatuated woman corresponds with him and has doubtless transmitted an account of lord lucan being here her surmise was equal to conviction and i that moment beheld myself the victim of that wretch's disappointed passion oh could my heart have told me i was an innocent one how slightly should i have regarded the utmost malice of this fiend i need not attempt to describe the distraction of my mind during the journey harriet was so visibly affected with my grief though unknowing the of the cause that i would if possible have concealed it from her and even accused myself for making her heart so early acquainted with sorrow when we arrived at southfield benson with tears in her eyes informed me that sir william was dangerously ill the vein in his lungs which had been closed for some time had opened and the physician who attended him had very faint hopes of his life the agony which this account threw me into i shall leave to your own sensibility to imagine i fell upon my knees and in an heart-felt ecstasy cried out gracious god have pity on me spare my husband's life and let not his murder triumph over him and me at once harriet and benson raised me from the ground with a mingled expression of pity and horror in their looks they thought me mad i was alas too sensible at least to misery when i became a little more calm harriet asked me if i would not go to see sir william i started up at the question and would have flown that moment to his bedside had not benson interposed by telling me he was just fallen into a slumber and that the doctor had given orders he should not be disturbed the idea that his mind 
was at rest afforded a little ease to my own the tears ran silent and plenteous down my cheeks while my heart offered up the most fervent petitions to the fountain of life for his recovery by degrees i became composed and at harriet's entreaty i tried to eat and retired to rest in the morning dr hartfield who attends sir william desired to see me he told me that the sudden and violent return of his patient's disorder had proceeded from some perturbation of mind and that the only chance he had for his life was the being kept in a state of apathy as much as possible and advised my not seeing him for some days yet as even the most pleasing emotion might be productive of fatal consequences i told him i would not attempt anything that should injure his health though i must most earnestly wish to see him he said he had taken the liberty of preventing two letters from being delivered to him for the reasons he had then given me he presented them to me i saw that one of them was the letter i had sent by the servant the other was from colonel walter surely if a breach of trust could ever be deemed pardonable the peculiarity of my situation must have furnished an excuse for reading this letter but my heart revolted at the mean idea i gave both of them to harriet and bid her keep them till her uncle should be able to read them himself about an hour after this sir william sent for harriet the moment he saw her he cried out where is she in her chamber sir weeping your illness and praying for your recovery for my death you mean indeed you wrong her sir i never saw any person so truly concerned for another where is lord lucan why do you blush at that question what then art thou become the confidant the vile accomplice of your aunt's infamy believe me sir i never heard or saw a word or action of hers that should be called so she is the best of women if that be true the whole sex are past redemption but where is lord lucan we left him at elmgrove my dear dear uncle let me entreat you to compose yourself indeed you wrong my aunt most cruelly she fell on her knees at his bedside and kissed his hand oh harriet i am but too well convinced that your expression refers more justly to her it is she has wronged herself and me too but perhaps i have deserved to lose her affection though mine was true to her yet for her own sake for the honour of her family i did not think she would have been abandoned but d d dare her he wept while he pronounced those horrid words 
harriet described the strong emotion she had seen me feel on hearing of his illness he wept again yet called me a hyena and then cried out why does she not appear before me oh she is conscious of her crime and dare not look upon me harriet then acquainted him of the restraint his physician had imposed on me it is very true he replied the sight of her would kill me but let her write if she has anything to say in her defence she then gave him my letter he seemed much agitated when he read it then said he was too weak to bear these painful conflicts and bid her tell me he would receive me as soon as he was able but only to confront me with such proofs as were indefinable and never from that moment see me more alas my sister what will now become of me grant it were possible i could be able to undeceive sir william and remove even the shadow of suspicion from his thoughts must i not always live in fear a fear which my own consciousness will create that mutual bond of congenial felicity a perfect confidence is now forever broken the gloomy reflections that dwell within my bosom will still appear and raise up fresh disquiets and alarms within my husband's breast though he conceals his doubts my heart will feel them and secretly repine that even the sacrifice of my unhappy passion has not been able to procure his peace yet this is the sole prospect this the compounding hope of such a wretch as i harriet has seen her uncle every day and in consequence of their conversations i have written to him twice he seems much affected when he reads my letters and yet returns again to his unjust suspicions colonel waters letter has been delivered to him he inquired whether i knew who it came from and upon harriet's telling him i did he replied that has more weight with me than all that she has protested under her hand there is yet at least some virtue in her indeed my sister were i not convinced it is my duty to calm sir william's mind i could with the utmost composure submit to and sink under the cruel calamity thrown out against me the world and all that it contains seems to recede from my now feeble grasp the dejection of my spirits has diffused an universal languor through my whole frame and some blessed intelligence whispers me that soon very soon this poor torn heart will be at peace surely my fanny you will you ought i mean rejoice at my deliverance i am glad of your happiness of my brother's and of every one's 
i could at this moment rejoice in a certainty of my being the only wretched creature upon earth i wish i could prevent your sending a thought or a sigh this way your sorrow for my misery can but increase it strive to forget it then perhaps i may yet do so too but never shall i cease to remember that i am yours truly affectionate sister l barton End of letter 69